Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the VR Studios ESL Podcast, and I'm your crazy host as usual, man. Today, we're going to be getting into successful teams and conflict. A lot of people are like, there's no way that success or successful conflicts even exist, but we're going to be speaking about a number of things today. Now, of course, this is a primarily a listening but we're gonna, in, within this specific listen and audio cast is obviously forming, performing, adjourning, collaborating, competing, compromising, accommodating, avoiding. So these are some really interesting ways. So let's look at it this way. Let me give you a little visual imagery here. We have a box, okay? So in this box, it's split up into four. So you have two on the top boxes and two squares on the bottom. Then you have a square right in the middle. Now, outside this box, it, there's a y-axis and an x-axis. So y-axis, for those of you that don't know, goes up and down. X-axis goes from left to right. Okay? So at the bottom left-hand corner, it's low and low. At the bottom right-hand corner, is high. And then, of course, oh, well, this is on the x-axis. And then on the y-axis at the top is high. So on the left side of that y-axis, it's called assertive. On the x-axis, it is cooperative. So in the bottom left-hand corner, box is avoiding. The bottom right-hand corner, accommodating. The top right-hand corner, which you want to aim for, is collaborating. And the top left-hand corner is competing, which is never good. And then right there in the middle is compromising. So this is going to be a very, very, very good audio cast. So you guys better get prepared, get ready to take some notes. I'm going to screen share before, of course, I forget as always. And I'm going to be taking notes along with you guys. And man, sit back, get ready. We have a lot of things to discuss. So here we go. Let's see how long it's going to be. It's going to be about... Successful teams and conflict. One. We've all been there. The boardroom falls silent as two of its occupants lock horns. Some of the onlookers revel in the conflict, silently watching it unfold. Others try to pacify and mediate. Others still strategically take sides. Although conflict in the workplace has traditionally been seen as detrimental, some modern theorists claim it is essential to productivity an ugly but necessary obstacle on the path to optimum performance. So, at what stage in a team's development might conflict arise, and how can it be successfully navigated? 2. One of the first academics to see conflict as a necessary and inevitable part of a team's development was the psychologist Bruce Tuckman. In his 1965 publication, Developmental Sequence in Small Groups, Tuckman proposed a four-stage theory of team development. The model explains the maturity, development, relationships, and performance of a group. The four stages are Forming At this stage, the group is created and learns about the opportunities and challenges available. They agree on goals and discuss how to tackle any issues present. One challenge at this stage is the fact that each team member will still largely be operating as an individual, and the predominant behavior is polite and courteous, and people refrain from conflict. Leaders tend to play a dominant role at this stage, offering guidance and direction. Storming 
At this stage, people start to push against any of the established boundaries and begin to form strong opinions about the other personalities and characters in the group. When people are perceived as not pulling their weight or attempting to dominate the group, then others will push back. If disagreements and conflicts of personality are not resolved at this stage, some teams may never move on or will quickly re-enter this phase as disputes arise. Intolerance and impatience can be high. Managers frequently need to intervene in order to resolve issues. Norming If a group is able to move beyond the storming stage, then agreement and consensus evolves. Leaders can take more of a facilitative role rather than acting as autocratic leaders as people become comfortable with their colleagues and have a much clearer appreciation of their roles and responsibilities. Teams are committed and unified towards a common goal and strive to accommodate each other's needs. Performing The team now has a shared vision that does not require the intervention of a leader. They work in a largely autonomous manner and generally want to outperform the goals set during the group's inception. Conflict is easily resolved and the members now look to each other rather than leadership for help and support. In 1977, Tuckman revised his theory to include a fifth stage. Adjourning This final stage reflects the status of a group after it has disbanded. If a strong team was formed initially, then the breakup stage can leave people feeling vulnerable and insecure about the change. A great deal of empathy is often required from management at this stage. 3. Successfully navigating the storming stage of Tuckman's model relies in part on the ability to recognize sources of conflict. A lack of shared goals or the perception of different priorities is a common cause of conflict, as are personality clashes. Significant differences in working styles, conflicting methods of communication, and differing expectations of individual output can all contribute to a hostile working environment. People often value different things or face a scarcity of resources that makes it hard to collaborate. When individuals feel that they have to compete with other team members for a share of a limited budget, it is inevitable that conflict will occur. 4. So, if conflict of varying degrees is highly likely, what's the best way to resolve the issues that arise? Given the diverse sources of conflict, It is perhaps unsurprising that successful teams are able to adapt their reactions to suit a range of contexts. According to Thomas and Kilman, in conflict situations, an individual's behavior can be broadly described along two dimensions. Assertiveness, i.e. the extent to which the individual tries to satisfy his or her own need, and cooperativeness, i.e., the extent to which the individual attempts to satisfy the needs of his or her competitor. These two basic dimensions can then be used to define five conflict management styles. Accommodating Individuals show a high degree of cooperation, often to the detriment of their own objectives. It may involve yielding to the view of someone else, even when you disagree with them. This style works well when the other person has more expertise and or a better solution and can also strengthen long-term relationships. 
Avoiding. Here, the individual neither addresses their own concerns nor helps others resolve theirs. Rather than confront issues head on, they actively avoid them, often by diplomatically moving to another topic, postponing discussion, or retreating from discussion altogether. For minor issues, this is a good way to minimize conflict and is also effective when a situation is emotionally charged or tense. However, in the long term, this strategy can lead to conflict and failure. Collaborating. Here, people mutually try to achieve both sets of goals through consultation, which can be effective in complex situations. However, it requires a lot of trust, time, and effort to reach a consensus that accommodates all ideas and perspectives. Competing. Individuals aggressively pursue their own interests at the expense of those around them, subsequently making little to no attempt to cooperate. Often this approach does not work well and leads to the greatest amount of conflict. However, when decisive action is needed, for example in times of emergency, this can be an effective way to resolve conflict. Compromising. This mode presents a happy medium. Both parties aim to find a mutually acceptable solution to the issue at hand. This might mean accepting views that you don't agree with in order to have some of your own accommodated. This style could work when goals are of equal importance, but largely it leads to neither goal being reached effectively. 5. Given the diffuse sources of conflict, a successful team must learn to adapt both its working and management styles in order to optimize performance, regardless of individual beliefs and preferences. In other words, teams that are unable to accommodate and harness conflict may never achieve their full potential. However you choose to address conflict in the workplace, one thing is clear. It is an essential part of a team's development, and until we view it as such, we will consistently underperform. That is very, <clears throat> very, very, very interesting because obviously looking at all these boxes, they have negative aspects to each of them. So of course, accommodating that shows like inferiority, right? It's always that, you know, that someone who believes that they know, they know everything. I can give you an example of this. When I used to do English camps about six years ago, here in Thailand, there was a girl who was like, hey, Arsenio, do you want to do an English camp? I'm like, yeah, but you know, we just had a big problem at the other one. She's like, don't worry, this one's going to be very organized. So she took me into this place. Uh, I completely forgot the name of it, but they, you, you know, they weren't very open to people of my skin complexion. So I remember walking into the language center and the women at the front desk, they didn't say one word to me. They looked at me in disgust. Like, why did you even dare bring in someone like him in? And so I went into a room with three other people, very, very young, uh, Caucasian uh, folks from Britain, okay, uh, from London, different parts of England and whatnot. And we're over here bouncing ideas off one another. And I remember, you know, everything I said, Nicola, the one that invited me originally, she tried competing with me in just about everything. There was no agreement being reached whatsoever. So it's kind of like I had to compete with my own ideas to show that I am capable of being, you know, one of these MCs at an English camp. 
because the guy was already in doubt of me based on the color of my skin. So when we, when we were actually at the whiteboard and he was writing down all the ideas, I'm just sitting back. And then when he asked me for my opinion, she tried stomping all over me rather than there being a collaboration. Uh, I, it was kind of like, I just needed to accommodate because apparently I didn't know any better because the color of my skin. So that is one way that accommodating is absolutely horrible. Because again, yes, it's cooperation. Yes, I ended up being the number one guy at that English camp, of course, because I know my capabilities and whatnot. But what ended up happening after that is like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, this happened. But at the same time, you know, I really don't like this aspect of, you know, bowing down to these people based on you guys think that I am incompetent. So again, that's accommodating. Now, avoid him. It doesn't help at all. Now, working in the workplace, there have been a many of times where you just avoid a specific individual or maybe at school you're trying to avoid those people who hang out in that group because they always have something to say to you or you try to avoid in this, uh, I don't know, things that you don't want to do because, again, you're just scared of addressing the issue. That is, and what's ultimately going to happen is that it's going to fester. So the relationship with my brother this is why I never compromised. I never sat down with him and we never spoke things out because I knew he had terrible anger problems. So I would literally accommodate and just agree to disagree and I would avoid the situation. But when the conflict happened, which happened probably two to three times a year, he would blow up into an insane rage and it took him a whole week to calm down. So that's avoiding. Now collaborating Again, guys, she made it sound like, you know, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of trust. Well, yeah, you have to establish your four course of credibility. It's kind of like this, right? When I do a collaboration, I look at it from a win-win perspective for the people I'm collaborating with. So again, you know, it's not so much I just grab random entrepreneurs anymore like I used to on a podcast probably about two years ago, but collaborating again you need to trust that specific individual so mira who you guys are probably going to be hearing another podcast coming up very very soon she i've done a lot of collaborations with her <clears throat> to the point where you know she helps me and i help her son with phonics because he's going to be going into cambridge coming up next year so this is very very important you know but again it takes a lot of time to trust people like that i completely understand but again, going back into the whole, if you go back to competing, especially in the workplace, you know, I had to compete with a lot of uh, other teachers when I used to work at a language center about three hours, uh, I'm sorry, three years ago, probably about an hour outside of Bangkok. And I had to compete with them because I knew I already had, again, this was six years ago. So the skin color was very problematic as it is still today because I can apply for every job in Bangkok, but they would never give me a call, although I have better resumes than any other teacher out here, period. But again, I'm competing with them from a completely different perspective. It has nothing to do with on paper and my capabilities because I far, I destroy everyone in that sense. But with the teachers, I had to become like the popular teacher so I could get more work over them. Because at the beginning of 2015, this language center that I was working full time with, they were giving me no work. 
There was one teacher who was like 630,000 years old. He was getting 10 hours of work a day. He got probably 40 to 50 hours of work through Monday through Friday. Me, I would only get about four hours. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? Why aren't you giving me anything? So I had to constantly compete because again, they thought I was unworthy. But then when they finally realized, oh my God, he just did this company. Oh my God, he just did this. Wow, I think he's so good. Oh my God, he created this course. I ended up becoming the popular teacher and the seller knew that my students would renew. So she would consistently give me work, work, work until she quit at the beginning of 2017. And I knew that would be downhill because the other women did not trust me in a sense like that. So again, just telling you guys, I don't do competition anymore. There was another teacher here uh, at this place that I'm working at right now. Now this place only provides a visa and a work permit. That's it. I don't care about now money anymore. I do not care about income balance or income statement anymore. I care about assets. I care about building everything online. I care about having my own, line my own online classes on my own website versus everyone else out there who literally and just consistently just, you know, they, they're always relying on someone to give them work, give them work, give them work. So again, there was a guy here and one of the older women over there, they're like, oh yeah, uh, let's just give him work, give him work, give him work. I'm like, guys, do you see that he has five classes in one day? I don't even get one. And I'm full time. He doesn't even have a work permit. What's going on? So then I started rebelling. I went to another branch and they're like, no, you work here. I was like, no, you, no, I do not. And I complained. I said, listen, I work wherever there is work. That's all there is to it. If you don't have work, goodbye. So again, I, and I'm like, dude, I'm really fighting for the amount of money. I shouldn't even have to fight for the amount of money I get. I get to pay a slave wage here. What the hell am I fighting for classes for? Make your own classes online. See, that's next level. That's me up in the ante. That's me thinking personal development. Little did I know, I'm more capable. Man, I'm worth five to 10 times per hour that I'm working here online. By, by doing these podcasts, people realize it. And so, yeah, again, this is, I don't look at it competition anymore. I don't compare myself to anyone because competition is like comparison. I know what I'm capable of. If and I do not apply for jobs out here in Thailand anymore because I'm leaving to Costa Rica next April, right? And that's when I'm going to be starting up the full online entrepreneurship, becoming a location independent digital nomad. So again, I don't need to compete with all these over fifties, over sixties, over seventies, no offense to the older folks, but just because you're old doesn't mean you could actually do and, and teach and coach. No, no, no more competition. I'm going to build my thing online. Okay, I've achieved the goal. Goodbye. We're done. All right, I'm going next level. I don't want to sit around and just wait for things to happen and fall in my lap. That's not how this world works. <sighs> now, with that being said, we already talked about accommodating. We talked about avoiding. We talked about competing. We talked about collaborating compromising. Again, giving up a little, but you're accepting a little. I don't like compromising so much because people still in the end are not happy. So the best way to do this is by collaborating. I don't care how long it takes. If you don't trust the individual, why are you working for them? Point in order, look at me. Look what happened to what I, I, I had been working. Ooh, almost dropped that. I had been working, past perfect continuous, for these two women for four years. 
I knew that they had forged my signature on a number of occasions to get more money and not tell me about it. I knew that they were taking 50% of my salary and they weren't even putting in the work. I knew I had to do all the paperwork, the extra paperwork, and they didn't even help me. I knew that the other lady, you know, took away as much work as possible because she had a I'm 16 and I'm angry at my dad's syndrome. I knew that they paid me all these different things. This happened over the course of three years until this year, after the whole COVID situation, grateful for them helping me, I said, enough is enough. I'm not going to accommodate anymore. You think you could just insult my intelligence and everything's okay? I quit. You're undeserving of me. I know what I'm worth online and I'm gone. See, that's me no longer accommodating. That's me asking myself, man, I've worked about 50 hours at this place and I got more fulfillment and happiness teaching six hours, coaching, coaching TOEFL, IBT, online with a girl, with a lady from Peru who went from a 92 score up to a 114. I got more joy out of that in six hours, far more than I did out of 50 hours working in a place that I absolutely hated. I quit. Well, Arsenio, you didn't want to compromise. There's no compromising. They lied to me in front of my face. They took away five of my dollars, although they were still charging the same price as they did in Bangkok. So they took away, what, 25% of my salary? Oh, no. No, I'm not bowing down anymore. Goodbye. And that's when Arsenio finally said, enough is enough. You are capable. You are capable of establishing yourself online, the podcast, the English classes, the courses, the membership sites, the speaking engagements. It is time for you, again, the life coaching, the transformation coaching, the chakra healing, the meditation, the mentorship, all that beauty. It is time for me to go next level because guess what? Money here in Thailand is not going to help me when I'm in Costa Rica. I will no longer get paid here in Thailand. It's time to think next level. And a lot of you right now are probably compromising over and over and over, doing things that you do not like to do on a consistent basis because you are afraid. You have that fear within you. But guess what? I'm here to tell you that feel the fear and do it anyways. So with that being said, guys, that is my inspiration for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another ESL podcast. And guys, stay tuned for more because, man, I am just on fire. So, as always, tomorrow's another one. Over and out.